Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What say you, Richard Ellett Murdoch? Are you guilty or not guilty of the felonies wherein you stand and die? Not guilty. How shall you be tried? By God and my country. The exact time when Paul and Maggie Murdoch were murdered. At the end of the investigation, it was obvious. I'm not here to work with them. Okay? And the whole point is to have this not fall in the wrong hands. This case is unique, it's unprecedented in South Carolina history. Welcome to Unsolved South Carolina, the Murdochs, Murders, Money, and Mystery. I'm Ann Emerson. I'm joined by our exclusive legal analyst, Charlie Condon, of the South Carolina former attorney general. We also have Drew Tripp here with us, our executive producer, and manning the camera and all of the tech on this is, of course, our chief photographer here at CIV, Maxwell Harrison. I want to start off today was we are, we are one day out of the retrial hearing, an eight-hour, basically, retrial hearing for Alec Murdoch. And that retrial hearing was, on no uncertain terms, denied. He is going back to the um, appeals courts to figure out what the next step is. And we want to know whether or not did Justice Toll call it? Was this the right decision? Did she come up with the answer for what needed to happen yesterday and why? So... I kind of kick it off to, to our experts here. What do we think? Um, did Justice Toll, was it justice? I, I thought so. Uh, now, to me, the, 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 the guts of her ruling revolved around, this isn't talked about much, but we did have 10 jurors march in there and very confidently say that that's my verdict, I stand by it, and I wasn't affected by any thing other than the facts and the law even the one there was one right so we had 11 jurors yesterday and one on friday right which i didn't see but y'all saw and the 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 11 count them all out the um the set aside zero z for now Mm -hmm. but the other ones even the, the the two of the remaining 11 correct they did talk about clerk hill saying something basically to them that could have affected their verdict they all, all of them quick, quickly said no, that it, it did not. Now, I think one could argue zero, juror Z, which I guess Drew might want to argue here, that that caused enough um, concern that maybe it wasn't the right verdict, but I can respond maybe if someone feels differently about that. I, to me, the, the big overarching question is... Did she get it right? Did Justice Toll get it right in the overall, the overall 
case law application, the standard of review she set, the what she allowed in, what, what she didn't. Did she? Did she? I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the right word to use there. It's a, a better word than just, it's better to say the, was she fair? That that that's too reductive to ask. Was it fair? I, I just uh, legally speaking, uh, from your point of view, did she get it? Did she get it right? Or as uh, Dick Harputley and Jim Griffin, uh, attorneys for Alex Murdoch, proclaim, did she get it wrong? And is uh, is this thing going to get uh, turned over and returned once it gets to the appeals court? Are they going to come back and find that there was error in the the decision by, by Justice Toll and by the trial judge to allow to to allow the verdict to stand and not take it, take it back to a retrial. I guess that that's the, the question for me. Well, I think that, I mean, I think what you're saying, Drew, is we are going now back to that legal standard to some degree, mm -hmm. right? So we're looking at that legal standard. We've heard about this. We've talked about this, the State v. Cameron, um, Remmer. We've talked about State v. Green. Cameron, of course, was the defense. Green was the the state's case that, that Justice Toll ended up going with with this, and that meant that it had to impact the verdict of these jurors. Whatever she said, whatever improper thing that she said, and we did, by the way, have three jurors come forward and say that she at least had um, communication about the day that Murdoch was um, going to testify. So there was definitely communication. Right. Um, that sliding scale of whether it was improper or was it just small talk, that's for other people to decide, I guess. Yeah. And uh, at this point was Justice Toll. But did it impact the verdict? We heard Jersey, and I'm gonna have to say, we heard Jersey say, um, and we'll, we'll play that clip for you, that when she talked to um, uh, Miss Hill, Clark Hill, that she felt like he was already guilty. Was your verdict influenced in any way by the communications of the clerk of court in this case? Yes, ma'am. And how was it influenced? To me, it felt like she made it seem like he was already guilty. And I'm gonna have to say, we heard Jersey say, um, and we'll, we'll play that clip for you, that when she talked to um, uh, Miss Hill, Clark Hill, that she felt like he was already guilty. Mm -hmm. like, and, and she said it impacted my verdict. Why didn't that, right. no, that, why didn't that, that hold more that's, That weight? needs a lot, lot more time spent on. Yeah, yeah I, I got to dig need, into that. We, we need to, we I need, need to spend on that, that yeah. uh, sometime. But before I get to that, I do think there's, having read those cases, I do think Justice Toll may have overread, so to speak, uh, the Green case, uh, that, that it, in fact, might not have uh, abolished the Rimmer standard in South Carolina. It may have abolished it for, for, for infractions that aren't to the Sixth Amendment level. But regardless, on appeal, I do think that regardless of whatever standard you have, I think that the, the appellate court's going to look at, well, what's the testimony relative to impact, you know, what was done to the jury? And I think, but for Juror Z, all of it seemed really pretty minor to me in, in the scheme of things that regardless of whatever standard you have, I don't think it overturns a verdict, but Juror Z is a problem. And I do think Justice Toll cured it. Let me go through why I think she cured it. Uh, Juror Z gave this affidavit and she said that improper things were said by Clerk Hill, uh, but her verdict 
was based upon pressure by other jurors. And that's why she came back with the guilty verdict. Well, that happens all the time in jury work. There's nothing really wrong with jurors pressuring other jurors, jurors to do things because that's really our system. So I thought her affidavit didn't hurt the state at all relative to asking for a new trial. But her testimony was different. Her testimony was very direct, just like you said, that the comments of the clerk uh, did affect her verdict. So a problem. What happened, though, is that the defense then offered her affidavit into evidence. And Justice Toll, and I do think she was uh, on, maybe on the advocacy side here a little bit, quickly accepted it. And, th and then they realized what had happened because she then asked the, as the, asked the juror Z, basically, hey, is, uh, I've got your affidavit here. Is this pretty much what you're trying to say today, that you were pressured by other jurors? And she said yes. So that testimony was inconsistent with her prior uh, assertion relative to... Which, that, that made, uh, what was it, that um, it, to me it felt like it was already guilty, like right. he was already guilty. So that was the right. prior that, assertion she just made 10 minutes earlier. Yeah, if 10 minutes. If 10 minutes. So... So that's ruled out? Is that what you're saying? Well, what I'm saying is that Justice Toll, in effect, rehabilitated her. She took away her credibility relative to that claim, so much so, I don't know if this was reported very much, that the defense then, once she got off the stand, her lawyers, attorney mm -hmm. McCullough, who we can talk about him, I mean, Joe showed up there post-heart attack. Uh, did you see him? Did you get a chance to see him? Did they put him briefly. on court TV at all? He was behind He was behind the Murdoch table for a while, and I okay. saw him through that, but it was only... Mm -hmm. wasn't focused on him when I was looking at that. So, so yeah, because um, Charlie and I were in the courtroom, just to give you all an idea of what was going on yesterday. It was what we did. It's basically what we did for the trial. So we had, um, we had uh, Charlie and I were both in the courtroom, and Drew was live blogging, which you can go back and um, get a full context of what happened in the case on, on abcnews4.com. And we had Con Connolly Grayson with us as well, a CIB right. reporter. Um, doing news coverage as well and helping us. But sorry, I just wanted to set the table so that's yeah. where everybody and yeah, and was. I, and, and, yeah, and, and we all wish Joe very much uh, yeah. the best in his recovery. But I, I do think it was so important that this juror Z be supported, that he was there for that. But it, what had happened with this affidavit having been introduced by the defense, Justice Toll was able really, I think, to severely undercut her claim that it was based upon uh, that the, the, she was pressured into a verdict by the comments of Clerk Hill. So I thought the record was great for them. So they were so yeah. concerned about it that after she left the witness stand, that they then sent this email saying, oh, we've got another, we've got a aff new affidavit from Juror Z, which I'm sure that affidavit says, you misunderstood me, I meant to say what I said earlier and don't go by what I said to you upon your questioning by Justice Toll, which I think cleaned up the record. So I think the appellate record you got to picture this now. I mean, it's 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 you've got justices that have been around the block, so to speak. Whether court of appeals hears this initially or, or our Supreme Court, and it's a very cold record that comes to them. And what they're going to be reading this, and they're going to read what she testified to. What she testified to was that hey, despite what I just said earlier, that I was pressured by, in effect, the clerk's comment and made this. Imp made this verdict and direct result of that. No, it was based upon the jurors pressuring me. That's what she testified to, and it wasn't subtle. And that's, so you've got that on the record. And so to ask the justices to overturn 
these death penalty, I mean, these capital, these murder verdicts and uh, the other verdicts for, the, I think, the unlawful carrying, was it commission of a violent crime, the four verdicts, overturn that based upon this one juror, I don't think it's happening, regardless of whatever standard is out there. I know the defense feels as if that they can show that uh, that uh, Justice Toll, and by the way, let's step back, I'm second-guessing Justice Toll, right? I mean, she had been on a Supreme Court and obviously really uh, smart and has seen all these types of cases, so I'm here second-guessing her reading of these cases. I think she may have in fact, be upheld outright by it. But even if they say that the standard is wrong, I think whatever standard you have, if you plug in the actual bared down hard facts here, it's very shaky. I wouldn't, if I were Alec Murdoch, I wouldn't be counting on a new trial based upon that. That would be my, my take on it. Right. And she was very, she was, she made sure to put that on Put that out there at the very end as well. Justice told that she 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 stood up. All was said and done. She said, "I want to just go on the record as saying that I've reviewed the the transcripts. I've reviewed everything that happened in this case. I think the verdict was well won, and I think that Judge Newman was correct in the way he handled this. And I think it, it so. It, and I, I think the for the most part, I I would say broadly. Everyone in who's been following this case, everyone who uh, paid, actually in good faith, paid attention to that trial, feels that feels that way at this point. That the evidence was overwhelming. Alec Murdoch is guilty. Um, he <laughs> and and justice was served by him being convicted of mur two murders and him spending the rest of his life in prison. Now. This whole jury tampering thing, sure, that, that, that's another cause celeb, is it not, for uh, you know, mm -hmm. everyone is entitled to a fair trial. Um, and I, I totally sympathize with it and understand the folks who are, and I'm somewhat trying to give a voice to that here, is folks who are a little unsettled, and I think I can give voice to why there is that uneasiness. Uh, and it is because... Through this, Becky Hill looks very, very bad, uh, and that, that was—I think—that was firmly established yesterday. Um, she's made she's made to look very poorly. Uh, it was firmly established yesterday that she was doing things she should she ought not have been doing, uh, and on more than one occasion. Uh, and there was. <laughs> what's the recourse for that? Yeah. Well, to the point where I think Justice Toll didn't realize the extent that things were going to start surfacing and the, the extent that when she actually heard her testimony mm -hmm. where she said, I did not speak to any juror, and we, we have that clip, clip for you mm -hmm. as well. Um, when, when she started listing out, she really went in there. She was like, oh, really? Well, we have jurors that say that you did, or are they not, did that not happen? Or we heard you drove a juror home, did that not happen? Boy, when, I think when Toll realized, you know, when that dime dropped, she was like, hold on, there's more here and I need to hear what's going on. And I think that's when we all kind of got this serious unease that a retrial was 
on agree, the sudden agree. on the cars. Yeah. It almost felt like there were like two tracks going on, that you had the, <laughs> the juror track, which mm -hmm. was why we were there basically. But then, that, and also, I know you phrased it that, that, that Becky was made to look bad. Really, uh, I step back from this and look at this, Becky's making herself look so bad by what she did, right? I mean, it's like, wow. I mean, here we have this monumental case in Cowling County. It's very expensive to prosecute. Uh, you've got, you know, the man's freedom at stake and the clerk of court. Mm. And I just I thought she was running such a good court and things were just going so so great. But when you now start hearing of all the things that went on, mm -hmm. it, uh, it's so unfortunate someone would have put so many people in the situation that, that they that were put in by, by her apparent conduct. And I keep hoping that I'm wrong about what seems to be the very clear evidence now, that there was things that, that went on that just should not have gone on ever. One thing I want to back up to briefly, uh, talking about Jersey and the, the wishy-washiness mm -hmm. of her her affidavit and her testimony and then the third affidavit which I have read that that that's that's on the public public court index now uh, I read that this morning it amounts to three sentences I in it, it it's to put it in a nutshell I was influenced both by the other jurors and Becky Hill that that's that's what oh, two she, things yes gotcha. she wanted on the record mm -hmm. um, following that exchange I, I wanted to ask about it in that sense there was a lot made over Justice Toll uh, when she asked Jersey if her original affidavit was more accurate or was what she said in court yesterday more accurate. Is that the question? Yes. I know it's an interesting question she asked. Jersey, and we need to address this up front, Justice Toll said, was it more accurate what you said in August when you gave your original affidavit when you said that it was the jurors, other jurors in that jury room who ultimately swayed your decision or was it more accurate what you said today that Becky Hill influenced your your verdict and Jersey immediately said yes ma'am it was my original affidavit was more accurate so putting that out up front that that's kind of hard to overcome but it it was the context in which it happened if you watch if you're following along it, it was a very Justice Toll had this sneaky way of building <laughs> momentum in questions <laughs> right. uh, where, where it was very direct, mm -hmm. very even paced, mm -hmm. very even paced. Then all of a sudden we're building momentum and then boom, and you'd step right in it. Okay. And that, that's, what, that's what it felt like a little bit with Juror Z. She was asking her questions. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And so what are you saying here? Are you saying that one was more true than the other? And she said, yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. And you could feel the gasp almost from from the defense when that happened and to that point Dick Harputley and he he immediately gets up and he, he's starting to protest the form of the question and, and, and Dick's point was Justice Toll sort of reduced that equation to, to a binary choice a yes or a one or the other and the point that they were trying to make is it was both she was influenced by Becky Hill and she was influenced by the jury and Justice told with her form of that question did not leave room for nuance and in that it could be both do you think they have a leg do you think they have a leg to stand on there once we get to appeal I, the appellate courts are really tough I think on um, as, as I think they should be because first of all the defense put the affidavit in 
mm -hmm. and didn't have to. They could have just left it where it was. The only testimony would have been from this juror is that her verdict was a result of Becky Hill's misconduct or jury tampering, period. No, they went further. They, they put that affidavit right in there. And they also made the objection, there's a court rule that, that you can't have evidence about what went on in the jury room, basically. And Justice Stoltz, they wanted to withdraw that affidavit, that, that uh, evidence. They wanted to strike it uh, based upon it being in violation of that rule. And Justice Toll, I think, properly ruled, no, no, sir, you could have stopped it. You put it in. And yeah. so, uh, you know, it's, it's trial work. You make, people make decisions that uh, others can second guess, like maybe I'm second guessing here, but it was done. It's in evidence. And she asked, answered as she did. Now, you, you, you could say that Justice Toll was maybe result-driven mm -hmm. and wanted to, to get where, where she wanted to, to go. But even at even if that were the case, I think she got there. And I think the records, if I'm arguing that, I, I think I'd much rather be on the state side versus the defense side at this point, because uh, I think the record's good. Yeah, I, to, to Charlie's point on that about results driven, I, I, I think ever my impression and a lot of folks' impressions coming into Friday, Monday, based on that original, that original, uh, that original status conference preliminary hearing and then after the first round of juror questions uh, yesterday, uh, once, once all that was wrapped up, just by Judge Toll's sort of demeanor and the way she was speaking to the defense especially, it, it would almost felt like she, she was ready to get home. Like she wanted, to, she wanted to wrap this up yesterday, which she did. Uh, and, and she had her mind made up going in yesterday and it was, it was a foregone conclusion. And I think that too has given some people pause. And I'm getting to a, a nice segue here, but that certainly, it was at least mine, and I spoke to others who felt the same way, but it's like she's not at all interested in giving the defense any leeway here, which is sort of the feeling coming out of that, which we talked about out of that status conference, was like, she has set a, she's set a very narrow path mm -hmm. for them. Uh, yeah, I think that's, 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 that's accurate observation because she said it was going to be focused. We weren't going to have all these sideshows. And I do think she made the point, which I thought was really good, that typically, in fact, I think this is the first time ever maybe in South Carolina, but typically these things come up during the trial. Right. And you have these really quick inquiries. And so that's the backdrop. I think she thought, and we'll see what the appellate court thinks, I think she'll be right, that, that these inquiries ought to still be focused even if they're, it's been a year later almost, Ten right? months, yeah. Ten months. Yeah, and that's a long time to – ten months from the verdict. Yeah. I mean, we would be in the trial. If right. we were doing this podcast this time last year, we would be yeah. in Walter. Yeah, and that's a long time for shenanigans also, right? It's Start a thinking lot about. of time for shenanigans and for remembering things in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a good point. Not even shenanigans. The, the memories fade or you think of yeah, things differently. You just, and I mean, and you get – you you hear – I mean, they've probably watched a ton of Murdoch coverage ever since that's then, and they're, they're feeling that mm – -hmm. and that momentum since September from those allegations that surfaced with, with Becky Hill. But I have to say, I did feel like I saw a different side of Toll. I saw, well, I guess I saw a couple <laughs> of stuff. Toll surprised me all day. So <laughs> we went into it, right? So, so we went into it thinking this is what we were going to get. Like right. guardrails were up. This was going to be a narrow focus hearing. We're going straight forward. As soon as Becky gets in there and is, um, you know, saying, nope, she didn't speak to any jurors. Um, all of a sudden, Toll's like, 
wow, this isn't adding up. We want to hear more. Mm -hmm. We want to hear more. And guess what? Didn't, didn't affect what she ended up saying at the end of the day. But why did we need to hear more from these defense witnesses that we were told were not going to be, we were not here to impeach Becky Hill is what I heard in that status conference and meeting. And then we spent three hours And then we spent three Becky hours <laughs> impeaching Becky Hill. Effectively, I might add, too. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Effect, very effectively. You got a clerk of court, McElveen, her, her BFF coming in from Barnwell yeah. saying this didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, and that may be why, you know, reflected upon, she's got very able attorneys representing her, meaning the clerk of court, uh, Colleton, as to why she didn't take the Fifth Amendment. And I'm thinking they probably did expect the guardrails to be what they thought they w were going to be. And they weren't. They were wide open and... Boy, you're right. They had to have known that the clerk of Barnwell was going to directly contradict her on, on key elements of her testimony. And she, I, you know, in, in the credibility wars, don't you think that uh, Barnwell wins over Colleton there, right? Yeah, I mean, I, very, I, she's very believable. But why? Why mm. did she change her mind? What purpose, if, if, you're, if we're already going with the theory possibly that that she was results driven mm -hmm. and she was looking down this path mm -hmm. of what was going to happen and how this was going to come together um why would she open the door for all of this impeaching of Becky oh Hill? i i my uh, i feel strongly that she wanted accountability here mm -hmm. i mean here we're having this big time hearing based upon what now what did the clerk do once she started hearing that that someone Ought to be. Let's get to the bottom of this and have some accountability. Now she can't control what happens now, but the evidence is out there. It's very clear, and so I, I, I suspect we'll be doing another podcast in the future on who did what, where, and when, based upon what we heard today. Because remember how Sled and the Attorney General's office said we've investigated all this, everything's fine, and we're sticking by what happened. Oh yeah. Remember that there were some Ouch. announcements along that way, Ooh. and I've that got to think that did not. Age well? Age mm -hmm. well. Mm -mm. That did not age well. She was a public servant, and she was doing her job, and everything was up. Why are we attacking Becky yeah. Hill? Yeah. Well, and the Rhonda Rich thing came out, too. Remember that part, too? That was, right. that was uh, you know, remember? Mm -hmm. th I thought that was a very interesting part of the trial, too, where the she wrote the preface to the book, right? Yes, and she had access to sit right up where Doug, they even said, you know, where Doug was sitting. And anybody that was in that courtroom remembers where Doug was sitting. He was the graphics guy who was putting up, you know, mm -hmm. helping with all the tech work, which means he was literally sitting in the middle of the, the middle of the pit, like right there. Know. You know, the judge is here. The, the defense is on the other side of Doug and Rhonda Rich. Right. Front and center, you know, VIP seating in the trial of the century. Lots of things that... that um, and then she ends up writing the preface to the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't look good. for that book. Optics. Yeah, that book really has, has generated lots of things, hasn't it? Uh, most of which are, are not good. Well, and, and you know, Rhonda said, uh, McElveen, the, the clerk of court, said she had been talking about writing this book. She had been talking to Rhonda about, this is going to make me money. This is going to be... For the lake house, right? Yeah. Right. Wow. So Rhonda could retire and Becky could buy a lake house. 
the evidence was coming forth that it looked like he might be guilty, and she made a comment that he guilty verdict would be better for the sale of books. Um. Can this be, you, you're saying accountability, but what about criminality? Like, are we looking at charges with um, Becky Hill? Is this in any way, in my, like, layman's thinking about it in the legal world, do you think that this could tie into anything that they could charge her with, anything that was said in court? You know, we kind of saw that during the financial aspect yeah, of the murder trial. Yeah, I would think that, uh, you know, we've got, you know, you've got the Attorney General of South Carolina by state constitution is in charge of all state prosecutions, correct? These are clearly state law matters that we're, we're looking at. And so uh, they work with her. They know her. Uh, I'm sure they're friends. And uh, I'm talking about the Attorney General staff just in general. And they have prepared her as their a important witness, I wouldn't use the word key because I think that's true, they weren't key, the jurors were key. And so now we've had her testimony go south. I think I think they were as surprised as anyone by it, wouldn't you say? Um, I think so. Um, I think probably to me what was even more surprising was how Toll went after it. Yeah, she and, did cross the, yeah, we should talk I about thought. that because it's unusual. She, you know, she's the, she's the hearing officer. She's the, 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 the trial judge there. And she did cross-examine this witness I for, was it 20 minutes? Saw, she hmm? saw weakness and she just went in. Yeah. Like, it was almost like as soon as she saw that things were not being investigated the way they were supposed mm -hmm. to be or asked the way she thought they needed to be asked, she went there. Yeah, and so I think thoughts that come to mind, again, I'm not here to to tell anyone what to do because they're in charge, but you've got issues relative to perjury. You've got issues relative to misconduct in public office. I don't know the public corruption aspect of this could, could, could be at play. They're just things that I think there ought to be a independent agency that an independent prosecutor that looks at this and makes independent decisions, I think at this point would be a fair, be fair to Clark Hill and fair to everyone involved. Yes, uh, total agreement with you there. One, uh, one thing I want to touch on again, um, and we, we briefly mentioned this, and this is right in line with what, everything we've just been talking about and what she potentially faces, but it, it just stands out to me as far as potential perjury and what do you even do with it? But it was Juror F. Juror F and the, the testimony of Barnwell County Clerk of Court, Rhonda McElveen, and juror 741, the alternate who was called at the very end of the day to give her testimony. Um, and they were called to testify about the fact that Becky Hill apparently gave a juror a ride home one night during the trial. And it, it, right. the, just when it was it first was, brought up earlier in the day, it was astonishing. Like, she did what? Yeah. Like, like that is... And then... As it goes on. Oh, how could she not be seen by somebody? It must have been, you know, we're all hanging around there. Well, and why would you do that? That's what Uber's for. Like, what is she thinking? Yeah. Like, that is literally one yeah. phone call. That's one tap of your app. They've got Ubers in Baltimore. Yes, they What's have. What's going on? I, so what we get to there is we have McElveen saying she came into court one morning and heard this and went right to Becky and said, tell me this didn't happen. And Becky's like, oh, it was fine. I, I wasn't in the car alone with them. The bailiff was there. We didn't talk about the case. So according to McElveen, Becky admitted to her that it happened and that they rode in the car together. And 
McElveen said at the time, she sternly warned Becky that that can't happen again. It's a terrible look for you. It's, uh, it, opens, it opens you and us up to such terrible scrutiny and negative consequences. So that's where that was sort of left. Then they add Juror 741, who says, uh, yeah, that we were all heard about that like the next morning in the, uh, in the jury room. That was going around all the next day. This was early in the trial, early in the trial. Transition to Juror F, who was the juror who was, supposedly got the ride home, and Becky both flatly deny this, say that it never happened. Because mm. they were told to, well, I don't know. You can't, that's perjury, but I mean. Uh, so who's, li who's lying there? Who's misremembering? Who's not telling the truth? Who's, I, I, it's, a, it's one of those, this case is full of them, but one of those dangling threads that uh, what happens to that? that that's uh, but I think more than anything that speaks to to tie this all up um, that speaks to how effectively impeached Becky Hill was yesterday by herself and by the defense in everything that was introduced and everything that told despite her despite appearances that she was not going to let anything in and eventually just yanking <laughs> <laughs> the curtain back and right. yeah. start letting in a free for Yeah, the witnesses are right there, weren't they? We, Popped we, right in there, didn't they? We did not get the egg lady juror yesterday, although it, it was uh, it <laughs> was very was comical great. when uh, Dick Harputley had mentioned that she's just right across the street if if, if uh, Judge Everybody Toll wanted that. to stay in her charitable mood and continue um, allowing everything in. So I know, it was, it literally, it took everything to like, there were moments yesterday, it was, it was, it was a, it was a full arc of kind of what we all felt during the Murdoch trial. It was just these rapid fire bombs that would drop. You know, we did have like that brief, uh, calm period where we had a lot of jurors sort of lining up with the same four answers that, you know, they did they not feel like mm -hmm. they were influenced or there was improper communication. But besides that, it was just one thing after another where things just went badly for Becky Hill and um, and Toll changed directions and started going after this. I'll be very interested to see uh, what from that day is gonna end up haunting Clark Hill. Mm -hmm. um, and why didn't, it, it, it's all 20, you know, hindsight is so 2020, and I feel bad even saying it, but but didn't her lawyer have a right to object to any of the questions or anything? No, no, the Justice Toll made it clear that he oh. wasn't going to let them participate. I think the one call they had was to was to inject, the, assert the Fifth Amendment or not. And it seemed to me, I mean, having, <laughs> I was so glad I was there, because you really have to be there to get the, get the flavor of all this, because you know, it starts off, I think the script was the script, right, with, from the state standpoint. You can tell they put a lot of preparation. There were a lot of SLED agents were there, worked on the Murdoch case. It was, you know, it was a prepared, and you could tell Justice Toll wanted to start things on time, but it didn't start on time. She was frustrated. We, we can talk about the cell phone stuff, too, in the jury room. That was, that, another, that was another. Oh, gosh, yeah, we've got to bring so that So that got us sidetracked a little bit. I got the court sidetracked a little bit. Uh, but then, the, <laughs> but, yeah, but then boom, 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 it did go with the jurors. But uh, the, um, I really thought that, every, that the state really felt confident that this was going to be a really smooth testimony by Clark Hill. And she did, when she first started, wouldn't you agree? It seemed like a really good presentation. Mm -hmm. She seemed like a clerk. She seemed organized. Anything that, that, that went on, it, it was just simply because I went back there and spoke in the hallway to, to bailiff Polk. And the mm -hmm. jurors may have overheard that. Mm -hmm. It was going to be a big day. That's how it could have started. That made a lot of sense to me because... Could have been a lot of miscommunication. 
But I must say, once she finished that direct examination, I'm sure Creighton Waters felt conf confident that this was going to go really well. Whoa, you're right yeah. with the cross-examination. And I do think that, uh, you know, we, I did talk about the morning going really well for the state. I thought the afternoon went really well for the defense in terms of, of impeachment here. Mm -hmm. And I thought uh, Attorney Hartpoolian did a good job of impeaching her, topped only by Justice Toll. And the impeachment was, uh, was yeah, really strong. She did not hold back either. Um, you know, we've got a clip of uh, Justice Toll talking about how she felt. She had a couple of clips. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but she, uh, she, she, when she was giving her final ruling, she did not hold back when she, when she described how she felt about the um, clerk's uh, credibility. Right. I find that the clerk of court is not completely credible as a witness. Ms. Hill was attracted by the siren call of celebrity. She wanted to write a book about the trial and expressed that as early as November 2022, long before the trial began. And who was the other witness after they had the defense had after um, the clerk of court? Who was the second witness? Juror 741. No, no, the to impeach Becky Hill. It was Rhonda McElveen. Yeah, Rhonda. And so it was and two then, witnesses. And then the alternate witness, um, the yes. 741. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we've, yeah we've, that was uh, interesting stuff, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. now, I thought she was less credible, wouldn't you say, at the end of the day? Credible, no, relevant is more, the, more where I would fall on that. It yeah. is because a lot of what she said was hearsay and and i know hearsay is a very specific like legal I know, I know you're saying yeah, legal definition yeah. but a lot of hers was just rumor and gossip yeah and but i thought her problem was she talked about that that clerk hill went and spoke to the entire jury mm -hmm. and said all sorts of improper things and mm -hmm. they came out in the hallway the jurors did out of these two rooms now for that to be i think accepted you'd have to then say the other 11 jurors or 12 jurors mm -hmm. didn't talk about that. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that was really hard to understand how that could be. But it was so, what was bothering me about the whole thing was it was so close, they were so close to being on the same storyline that it almost felt like there was some shade of gray in between those two that we Every weren't sign. hearing. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, It wasn't black and white. It was somewhere in between and we just, I wonder if we ever really got there because, of mm -hmm. course. So you think Justice told the way she characterized it, it was foolish and how did she say it in her final ruling, foolish and some, something comments about the clerk? Yeah. Some other word. Siren song of fame. Yeah. The, the siren call of celebrity. She wanted to write a book about the trial. Yeah, but she made it sound like the comments, her view was, I think the comments were oh, improper, improper were not super serious and substantive right. it was yes it was the the foolish comments made. foolish comments they were foolish comments for a publicity driven right um clerk yeah basically. i thought that was about Boy, the right tone it. but i think if you're on the defense side you'd say no these are horrible you know mistakes that that, that, cost, that, that my co client. cost my client a fair trial and again i don't know maybe i'm so jaded i haven't sat there for six weeks and listened to this evidence yeah, but i, I thought he got a really fair trial <laughs> well I mean, you know, from here, uh, we, okay, so just so we understand what's going to happen next, the stay gets lifted, right? Mm -hmm. The Court of Appeals has now got its opportunity to listen to this mm -hmm. case. Um, and, and, but Becky Hill's problems will also be 
investigate. They've got two sled investigations out on our right. Yeah, now. that's a good question. So that's, that's kind of mm -hmm. going in the background. Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think for, you know, I think there, there must be wrong about this again, but there should be a big lull here right now because right we've got this appellate process. This is another issue on appeal. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Court of Appeals currently has the appeal, so they have a briefing schedule. It'll, it'll take months and months and months. So that has these investigations going on. We don't know, do we, what's going to happen with the testimony yesterday, where that's going to be investigated as one would hope it would be. But the, um, the very interesting thing from a, from a process standpoint, I think, is, I don't know if we want to talk about this, but the defense announced, right, that they have a, the suspect they're going to name sooner than later? Yes. We have developed some information. We want to get this behind us, and we'll be pursuing that uh, in the near future. About who committed the murder? Who really did it. So another development. Yes. Uh, so she, and we had, right, back in Beaufort County, mm -hmm. when we heard the sentencing, I had gone up there with the, um, I had asked that question at the press conference. Mm -hmm. So we're going into this retrial. You obviously don't think he's guilty. Mr. Harputlian, um, do you have a suspect? And so we had known that he was already going to be uh, kind of pointing to this, I don't want to say empty chair because he thinks he's got a ch suspect sitting in a chair, but obviously they're going in this direction because, but that's a boy, talk about having to thread that needle to find a suspect that would make sense that you can't, that would not put Alec Murdoch on the hook for this when you know he was there at the time of the crime because of the kennel video. I was thinking about it. I was like, I know. who are you going to get? Wait, who's the suspect? <laughs> so now I want to know, how do you thread that needle, have somebody that's not going to, so that Alec Murdoch is not the mastermind behind yeah. it, is what I'm trying to say. You know, Another it, podcast <laughs> coming up. <laughs> I, I'm skeptical, to say the least, <laughs> uh, of this. Uh, Maybe no podcast. Uh, 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 no, I'm skeptical Oh, we're going to talk about it. Skeptical Should we this. talk about the juror's cell phone, too? I thought that was, uh, yeah, uh, that yeah. was another. Uh, to, I'm, my question to you is very, very succinctly on that is, do you think that that will present a significant issue on appeal? I don't. Okay. I don't. The reason I don't is um, I thought Justice Toll handled it well by her questioning, did it, and by the way, didn't you think, because I sat there, it reminded me of cases that, you know, everyone, the, the old prosecutor story, when you try and find out what happened in, in the barroom killing, well, everyone's in the restroom, and no one actually saw it, because uh -huh. every, we, we, how many jurors did we talk? It was, it was like 11, 11. Yeah. and up to all, the first nine, cell phone? I may have heard about some cell phone, but not I. I didn't have a cell phone, so I thought, well, the last two not going to fess up to a cell phone. And if you didn't, if you didn't by chance get to hear this, um, this part of the, it was just unbelievable. Like, you couldn't script this. There was no way you could script this. Justice Toll comes out. She's flustered, upset. <laughs> just she? talked to the bailiff, comes out and goes, you're not going to believe this, basically, is what I felt like she was saying is, you're not going to believe this, but, I, and I'm very disappointed and defense and prosecution, you know, this is terrible and we're upset about this, but looks like they were watching court TV during, um, it's got to stop laughing during this, but it's just, you can't what? write this. After all the sequestration, Jersey, people yes. not bring cell phones in the courtroom. The all this one stuff. juror who's yeah. going to fly in the face of all of the other jurors right. and, and come up with this one thing, they tuned in. There was nobody in there to watch them. 
Well, well, I think my comment, I was talking to the, my friend, with, we've now become friends with Court TV, he said we might use that for a promo. The Court TV is so great, we might, even the jurors watch it for, the before they have to testify. Oh, oh my God. I mean, but, but then they, yeah, and, and then finally the last two. The last two, they'd say. They, they, I, I felt a little bit sorry for them in a way because they. they, they but, were, somebody did it. Yeah. She was going to pull them, haul them back out. You know it. Yeah. They were all going to get hauled back out. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, if nobody said they did it, it's yeah. like, right. who's got the candy? Yeah. Put your hand out. Yeah. Let me see your yeah. pockets. But, you know, she did have questions of each juror. Did, you may have heard things on, on you know, on, on these cell phones. Does that affect uh, anything you're going to say? And they'll answer properly. Set the records clean on that again. You know, she's, she's been around the block, right, Justice Toll? She, in fact, at the end of it said that, didn't she? Made the claim, which I think may be accurate, that she had more experience than anyone in the entire courtroom. Did she say that? 50 years of yeah, she <laughs> So I think, I think she's she right about that. <laughs> Charlie's like, um, okay. <laughs> no, I, I get Okay, you're right. She certainly has yours truly. Yeah, she said she had 20 years as a as a lawyer and then 30 years on the bench. Yeah, and so she's seen. And so I think the record's clean. She on wins. That. Yeah, she she uh, now. Well, we're but we're all really impressed. I have to say, my my final thought on Justice Toll was I enjoyed her unbelievable whip smart um, ability to like navigate these uh, attorneys who had so much at stake, mm -hmm. and for her to read. Just that she read six weeks wow, of transcripts, no. hats off. No. Like what a pro. Mm -hmm. So um, so and I'm and I'm grateful that we've got people like that in the legal system here in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, what a credit. Uh, you know, we've mentioned this before. I mean, 80 years old. She 80, 81. 80 years old. It's it's really 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 impressive. Crushed it. Mm -hmm. Crushed did. it. And you know, she gave credit where credits due. Harputlian. I thought he did a masterful job of getting in and out of there, as did, I, you know, Waters and everything that we've seen from these attorneys and, and Griffin, everything we've seen from these attorneys, we really saw it on display. I agree. I thought, so I, I thought, appreciated that. You think, not to give everybody too much credit. No, but no, no I, no, I, I think that's was, very fair. I thought both they're really great advocates of the courtroom, and I really thought that was sort of a distillation of the Murdoch trial itself, that one day it event. Was. And it was a bit of a catharsis, didn't you think? Because it, 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 it just had this ebb and flow to it, the emotions, the up and down, what's, what, and the tension at the end, what the ruling's going to be, and the way she announced it by first saying there was, in, in effect, jury tampering. She's going to end up sending a lot thought, of people to law school now. Yeah. And then, <laughs> law school numbers are going to go up. Well, I hope so, because we could use as many talented people as possible to come, come into, to, uh, to be advocates. Uh, but then at the end to make that ruling the way she did. And then the, the, you've got the comments there. Obviously, she thought through those comments. I thought they were spot on relative to the siren song of uh, celebrity. Is that the, yeah, what she Yeah, siren used? call. Siren call. Sorry. Well, thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. it. Once again, a very interesting day. I'm glad we were up in Columbia to see what was happening. We are certainly going to be covering this uh, as we go through However these chapters turn out, mm -hmm. we I have no doubt that you will be hearing more from us. Um, and just it's a page turner. So we'll let you know as, as we find out more on this. We, we are watching the court filings very closely. Um, and, and we will be updating this story as it develops. But for now, Unsolved South Carolina, the Murdoch's Murders, Money and Mystery. Thanks so much to my co-hosts and we'll see you soon.
Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.